well, it's uh, July 27th. We are here at Meadow Park. Just finished up with the Skins game. Got a variety of characters in the house tonight. So with that said, we will get everybody on board here in just a second. But let's let that sink in. We're live. We're live. We're live. So uh, we, we got, got a special guest. We do we got a special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself, special guest? Uh, hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, y'all know me, but uh, I guess the people listening don't. Uh, my name is Christopher Aaron. Um, I'm a caddy at Chambers Bay. There you go. You got a hot, hot girl that works for your construction company. That is true. Yeah. Yes. Your construction company too. I I asked him, I asked him a little earlier, I go, is she hot enough, you know, for, I mean, obviously she's hot enough, and he goes, I can't, I, he was like, I can't date her. I can't date her. And no. he's, and I go, why? And he goes, I don't want to ruin my business. She is that solid. Yeah, exactly. So you got a hot gal that works for you that kicks ass. Exactly, yeah. And you'd think it would be... Um, Difficult because, like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you want you want to work with this chick, but or you know, it's like, hey, it'd be nice to be with this chick, whatever. But and she you know. works in you, you work in construction, yeah, construction. So, it's so she she demands re- well, she doesn't demand, she gets respect because she works harder. You said she is the hardest person you know that works for you, yeah, out of the 10 people that I've kind of hired and fired this year. Um, you know, she's basically the cream of the crop out of all the people. If you could duplicate her. That's a good shout out. If, yeah, if, I if could you could it. duplicate her, you would just not have to worry about your business at all. It would be in charge. Exactly. So, yeah, when I'm not there, you know, um, like, you know, she tells me, like, oh, as soon as you leave the job site, you know, people pull out their cigarettes, they start smoking and slacking around and, and this and that. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's shit I need to know. You know, How just many job not, sites you got going on right now? I just, um, so I. So, so what, are you, what, what are you focused on right now for your jobs? Um, just uh, uh, this week I got a job in Seattle. Um, the, the, and we're doing a roof. The difficult part about the job is uh, uh, there's no driveway. So it's about 50 yards from the street. So if you're tearing off shingles, you know, um, every every 10 squares of shingles is about a ton of debris that you're tearing off. And then you got to carry it. you got to carry it. So typically, if you have a driveway, we can just, you know, back a dump trailer. Throw um, it in there. And just and just throw it in off the side of the roof. But, but, but with this job, it's going to take extra, you know, labor to. So the idea is that what we're going to do is, um, or the idea I came up with is we're just going to get a bunch of tarps. Fling them on the tarps, have somebody down there and just drag them, you know, basically out to the street, to the dumpster. So, you, so you're a caddy and a general contractor? Uh, and a Class B PGA professional working in the golf industry on getting my Class A. Dude, multiple in, multiple income streams. You, you have to have it these <laughs> days. You have to have it. Um, I mean, this is a Recession land, proof. It's the, yeah, well, it's the land of opportunity, so you have to... Talk you know. about a true independent contractor. You want to know what the land of opportunity is? It's at Meadow Park here with this fucking hangover burger I just got. That looks good. <laughs> that, that does look good. Want some fries? 
Ah, it's, I just actually had a Meadow Park steak, oh, the, the Monday special. The Monday they, special steak I, is I, the I shit came, here. I came here on Thursday and asked for the steak, and they're like, no, nah, that's just on Mondays. What? Yeah, and um, they took a lot of stuff off the menu because of the, the COVID, COVID thing. Like, you can't get the putty anymore. There's so, a, hold on real quick. Talking about the COVID thing. They changed the menu when after did COVID. You, you, you were out of town for a while. I've known you for a long time. Yeah. And um, you were out of town. When did you get back? Uh, March of this year, right? January, March. So April, day. May, June, July. Wow. Okay, yeah, so you've been here the whole lockdown. Where, where, yeah. where, where, where did, you, did you go? I haven't seen you in a couple of years. Uh, Myrtle Beach. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, you know, I had the GI Bill, um, and I want to go to school. And they have the golf academy there, um, which is actually a really expensive school. It's a fun school. You, you learn a lot about golf, and you know you get to, you get to play golf, and you know you have. It's basically going to a college where you have all these experienced PGA professionals kind of telling you what to expect and what to learn uh, you, about the golf industry. Are you trying to be a teaching pro or or get on the tour? That you know, my whole ambitions in all of this is to get my class A. What is what is class A mean? I don't know what that means. So you're you're elected to membership, and at that point you can play and you can qualify for the PGA Championship, which I would like to do. I don't know if that's That'd be within, within you know my realm of you know of my golf talent, but you know, there's that opportunity there. Plus you have these tournaments um, that they have weekly. Yeah. That you're playing for money, so you're playing in PGA oh. uh, sanctioned golf tournaments. And those are more fun to me than playing in your, like, you know, a captain's choice that, you know, most golf courses. I always wanted to do, do the 10 cup thing and, like, fucking qualify for the U.S. Open, you yeah, know, like the yeah. section. Get 12 shots in the last hole. Yeah, we had a, we had a friend Run of ours. Out of balls. We've had a lot of friends of ours trying to do it, but it's fucking hard, man. Like, there's so many good golfers out there. Let me ask yeah. you, though, this is my question, though, is that how, how old are you now? I just turned 31 a week ago. So seven you're, days ago. You're a young guy. 31, you got, that's you it. Got, you got a ton of old. So well, I'm 38, 37. Well, you know what's How funny? You, I'm, I'm, I'm turning 44 August 4th. See, he's old. You're not fuck, old. Fuck you guys. That's, look at, look, look to your left. Respect your elders. Look to your left. That's what you got to look forward to in about 12, 15 years. Can I, I get a shot of years. Fireball, yeah, please? Yeah, Fireball. Uh, Rumple Mints. <laughs> I want to make sure this uh, podcast goes sideways see, real quick. See, last time we did a podcast here, we had, I don't know, six or seven people in and out. We were doing shots. Just The, the, the bartender there were, kept there, coming over here. There was an argument on. at one point with Newland. Oh, Newland was getting pissed. You know Newland? Newland? I know Newland. Newland went, oh, my God. went heavy with the... Uh, God damn it, you're burning all of our shit. Now. He's like... like, he's like, like no. Like, no. I mean, he's like I, yelling super loud. Which I... I did not mind. I honestly didn't mind because I was like, he's got a good point, but he's he's super drunk. You know when a friend of yours oh, he was says, something, says something that you think's totally smart, but then you're like, he's, he's drunk. super drunk, and you're worried that if anybody else heard it that doesn't agree with him is going to be like, oh, that's why everybody like that's a piece of shit. You know what I mean? He was funny. Because he, he, was, he was acting like he wasn't talking to people on the internet. <laughs> He didn't care. He, he, he didn't did care. Fuck and I he didn't it. care. He didn't He's care. He was saying he was saying things that were coming through as far as like a he just he become a dad again. But He's got a new baby girl. We've, we've and if anybody's really concerned about the future, it's probably a guy like that. He's a white guy. 
That's married. Oh my god. He's he's funny when he gets liquored up. I, we went out to the casino in exactly. the Emerald Queen like five Vegas. or six years ago, and he, you know, he got, went out he got lit. He got lit. He had a good time. I was, <laughs> he was with him. Lit. I was with him one time in Vegas. We uh, work at the same company for years, and we've won many of the same golf trips. I know I got to give Brett a little break here so he can mow on that burger, but me and uh, I don't me need and no break, bitch. No, but hey, I, if you don't eat that burger, I'm going to. But I'm going to tell you a story so you Metal can uh, enjoy this. So, so I went to uh, Vegas with about 12 guys, and one of the main guys was a uh, newbie. And newbie, I like calling him newbie. Uh, he's just full throttle. You know, you got friends that are full throttle. Like they get out of town, they don't have mama, they don't have any. They just go full. And uh, me and him went pretty full, and he was living, he was uh, staying in a different uh, room than we were. And the guy I was hanging out with, I don't know, Brett, if you remember, um, oh God, uh, I can't even think of his name right now, but uh, I was rooming with this guy, and we were down on the strip, and all those Mexicans, you know how they give those cards, they flip those cards, the and, they, card and the, 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 prostitute, the, the prostitute cards, and call them up to your room and stuff. We got How did you know, those. Danny? No, he goes, he goes, get them all, get them all, get them all. He get goes, them get them all. And I was like drunk, so I was like grabbing them. I was like, every time a Mexican, like, because he was flapping them, and I would give like, 60 cards from the guy every time I grabbed him so I had like a ton of cards by the end of this thing and we even got uh, a couple of those porno mags and we went to uh, Newland's room which we thought was Newland room I give those porn card things away as like gifts when I come back from Vegas dude my friends here you go we went we took all these porn cards and we got all these porn magazines and we put them in front of what we thought was Newland's room and then we made this like little uh, uh, card trail, like you would for like uh, uh, you know the you know kids getting lost in the woods. They're like bread dropping crumbs? bread. Breadcrumbs. Yeah, we were dropping porn cards, and the trail, uh, we the trail did room? we did a whole trail to this room to this door, and then we fell asleep. We were laughing. We were cracking up, and uh, when we woke up the next morning, we realized we put the trail at the wrong room i mean it was like this elderly couple and the funny thing is newbie was right across the he's, room he saw, he saw with the trail? High, yeah they were sitting there they're like yeah he opened up the door in the morning and he saw like security like clearing up all this shit because like the elderly couple were standing outside complaining about it <laughs> hey, sometimes what happens in Vegas should stay in Vegas. Yeah, well, man, this burger's really fun. Good. You just scarfed it. Is that what were you doing? You ate Beach, it all. Uh, oh yeah, going to college. Um, getting your tour card thing, right? Well, well, a, see, a the thing is, the golf academy is not PGA accredited, but they teach you all the stuff like the PGM program would. That, that you, they teach you everything that you're going to learn in the seminars over the course of like two years. Plus, you're playing golf. You, you you get like a practice round, like a free play one day a week, and then one of your classes is tournament golf, and you play in a tournament every week. 
Um, so it's basically like going to a business school, but golf is your electives. So they, they teach you business management that's geared towards golf management, and then you get to play golf. And during your like breaks in between classes, you know they got hitting bays and putting greens and stuff that you know. And it's it's fun. Did you, you have know? a job? Do you have a jo job when you were out there? Yeah. Um, What'd you do? So about after about two months um, after I got into the, in the program, I was like, okay, so I I made this decision. It's like I can either start my PGA uh, apprenticeship after I finish school, um, but uh, what I ended up doing is I can go ahead and do it now. It's going to be more work, but I have to be employed at a golf course, so I got an uh, assistant pro job. Um, I took the PAT, um, and then I ended up entering level one of the PGA apprenticeship program and that was August 1st 2017. So, so after doing all this what do you want to ultimately end up doing? I, I want the class A credentials. Um, I, I want to be able to play in the and you just want to be able to, events. You just want to, it's, and it's I, to play basically. I want that I want that backing of the PGA um, and you know I you know, I don't know the PGA um, member, you know, ethos or motto, but I, I do know like the few last lines. It's like you're pretty much expecting that that you're doing all this if you're going to be a PGA professional, you know, to, to not make a whole lot of money. Um, that, that, that's and that's I mean, why you own your own business. Like, that's why, that's yeah, why he's also a contractor, people. Yeah, like verbatim, it's basically telling you that it's like, hey, I'm doing you this. You don't make and a lot of money in golf. Doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, unless you're like really good, and unless you win the fucking PGA, then you're legend forever. If, if you're if you're Dustin Johnson, you know, uh, Paul Gretzky kind of thing, you know, that's 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 the rock star life of the PGA. Are you um, down at Chambers right now? Are you caddying? Yeah, I caddy. Okay. Um, I, did you, have you done it this year? So yeah, yeah, I've been caddying this year. Um, uh, a little bit more than I expected to because, um, you know, I was looking at well, with COVID's kind of screwed everything up, but as far as uh, doing construction and roofing, I started doing Facebook advertising, and that's kind of blown everything up. Like I get phone calls left and right for people to come, for, want me to come out and look at their uh, their roofs just no just shit. through Facebook advertising. No shit. Yeah, you got to think everybody going through this pandemic is probably on Facebook six hours a yeah, day. Yeah, no shit. How, how much do you spend on it, Facebook ads? Just curious, because I, I fifty bucks a day. That's it. Fifty bucks a day. That's so about, That's cheap. So about three fifty a week, and it's it's a, worth it. A roofing job's like twelve thousand dollars. It depends. So um, I have a different mo uh, model in my roofing business. I don't really do bids. Um, I sell a roof contingent upon the insurance company paying for it. Ooh, I like so, that. So yeah, so it's it's a real sweet deal for the homeowner. It's like, hey, you either gonna pay ten thousand, or you're gonna pay a five hundred dollar deductible. Typically, they average five hundred to fifteen hundred. And you but, just got a team of roofers. Um, well, I, I'm. Oh, you're doing. You're doing it. I'm the roofer, um, but I'm trying to teach these people how to do stuff. So I, it's de delegating you is build the a big team. thing. Yeah. You know, and um, like I said, I, you know, I went through a lot of people so far this year. I've done about five roofs um, s since uh, since June June first. Um, that's when I went live and got my license, bond, and insurance. Um, and you know, I went through like a lot of people, and have you done five roofs since June? Yeah, since June. Um, some of them, you know, to my expectation, like we just this roof we did last week, 
Um, it was like a 13 square roof, mobile home. When, when I first got into roofing, we'd do something like that in a day. This job took four. Fuck, that know? sucks. But, I mean, I'm still making good money. Yeah. Um, but you have to have to expect, hey, you know, that's why I started these people out so low is because i got to train them. But if we can get them to, you know, produce. Because I mean, the biggest thing about hiring it and, and charging for labor is you can only charge so much for labor. So if they start to, if they go over that, then you're losing money. You're what do you, what's it, what's it, what's it, what's like, what do you pay your guy for the day? Like two, 200 bucks? Yeah. 200 bucks? 200 bucks starting out. You know, um, for tough work. Yeah, you know? no shit. Um, but they're not meeting that $200 a day. They, they weren't. Um, now they're kind of starting to. So that 200 bucks a day <laughs> kind of turned into about half of what I You're like, listen, you're worth 100 but I'm paying the, the other 100 to listen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, um, the thing in this day and age, I think what's missing big in the workplace is incentives. Um, you, you need to have incentives to be better. It's like, hey, I want to take care of you. You know, I, you know, you're coming out, you're doing, you're making me money, you know, um, so yeah, with that being said, you know, you're making me cash, you know, I can put some money in your pocket too. Service at Meadow Park is amazing. So is that burger, by the way. Thank you. Oh, go ahead. Tell her what you want. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, I think I'm drinking that space dust. Is that what you got? That's what you drink? Yeah, space dust. Space dust gets the job done. You know, uh, so does a so does a captain and coke. <laughs> if you take the super fuzz, Troubles. if you take the super fuzz, if you buy the uh, Elysian variety pack and you take half, you know, you know, talking about the Elysian, yeah, variety, yeah, 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 half a super fuzz and half an Elysian, it's not, it's, it turns it into more of a pellet. It's like fucking, yeah, it turns it into gasoline. It's called it. Elysian fuzz. Elysian <laughs> fuzz, something like that, yeah. Yeah, gets you fucked up. This, space fuzz. this shit here is space, gasoline space as a beer. Oh. Thank Space you. dust, that's what they call it. It's would gasoline. you would would you like to say hi on the uh, oh. uh, Yeah, but yeah, the well, biggest we gotta give a shout out for her. to yeah. our waitress. To the bar staff. And, and the biggest Amazing. thing with, with the businesses is, is, you know, um, of course I could go out and do all this work, um, and I can make more money per job, but I can only charge so much for my, my labor. Um, so if if I if you can coordinate a, it, you can coordinate it up. and delegate you know, I'll make money less each job, but if I keep them rolling and do, instead of doing one You're basically one a manager. You're yeah. basically a manager. Yeah. You're, you're, it's you're, a general contract you're, you're showing people how to work effectively so at the end you can make a profit. Exactly. That's and kind of what capitalism is all about. It's like, <laughs> if I have to do it, I got to do it on my own, but... You got to build it. If you know. I get some good people... You also got to pay at the ass in taxes, which fucking sucks. And and it's tough, you know, especially being like you know working and being close to people and hiring people. Like you kind of, you know, um, you kind of like assume, like kind of, you inherit their life problems at the same time because you're hearing their life stories. And a lot of people you hire in construction, um, their their highest education is high school. So you know, uh, one one big thing that I've that I've learned working in the, house. in the golf industry is attitude. You know, attitudes. You know, uh, like basically a hundred percent of anything you ever do. You, if you if you go into work, you got to have a good attitude. I bet you Manny would back that up. Manny'd be like attitudes everything. Manny's mowing my fries right now. He's just his attitude is all focused on those fries. So so like you were saying, attitude. 
Yeah, attitude. You gotta, you Everything. gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have a plan. Well, cool story about this. So I did an internship at Wade Hampton, and towards the end of that internship, Tom Fazio uh, wrote me like a recommendation letter, and basically thanking me for all my hard work. Gave me a gave me his design golf book that his that a lot of courses that he talks about being a course architect, and then he said check out the very last page you know like line 32. And, this is your mic. And it was all about attitude. He's like you know what, everything. what I did like Mike line 32 was it just one line it or was, was it page 32 and it was like the only line on the it page. It was the very last page in the book. And it was the very last line. Yeah. It was the very last line. And what did it say? And I can't remember exactly. I'd have to look it up, but it said, you know, everything I've ever done. Man, it doesn't know he's on, you know, on, on right now. It's like Hold on. Attitude is, oh, yeah, is the most important because if you have a great attitude, you know, it, you're you're gonna, you know, go in the. You know, it's gonna lead you in the right direction. Like you can't go wrong with it. I you mean, gotta who, have a positive attitude. I mean, who wants to work with somebody that's negative all the time? You gotta have like, a positive hey, attitude. Hey, you know, sometimes work sucks, you know, and, and I get that, and I think a lot of people who work with get that, but if you have a bad attitude about it, so, you're listen, not just make that some, money. Just make that money. Hold on, hold on. Sometimes you go to. I like, I like his move there, but the thing, too, is sometimes the sales guys go to work a little hungover. And yes. uh, we got to figure out how to have a good attitude. Well, well, back to what I was initially First saying. First world is problems. <laughs> what like were you initially? I agree with I agree with Chris 100. percent Oh, it's totally. Manny. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, last it's, time it's I saw Manny, we're all professionals here. Last time kinda. I saw Manny, we played golf in Myrtle Beach. Um, I was having how some. I had some women problems going on. At how much? Then. How much did my sponsor? Uh, how much was around that he paid? It was, it was a two hundred. It was like two hundred bucks. It was at the dock. He goes, yeah, I'll, I'll pay for him. Yeah, and, and you know, I got out dude. of school that day. I went to one of my teachers, and I was like, hey, I, you know, we, there's like three weeks of class left, and I had missed all my days, and I, I go up to him, and I. Like, class was supposed to start at 8. I got to school at, like, 6.45 because I knew, like, he'd be pulling up. So I see him get out of his car, run up to him. Like, hey, man, you know, my buddy, uh, Manny, you know, uh, aspiring PGA Tour players in town. Um, I got invited to go play the Die Club, you know, um, up in North Myrtle Beach. You guys were in Myrtle Beach at the same time? Yeah, he came down and visited while I was down there. Yeah, yeah, I saw Manny down there. And, uh, well, anyway, I'll I'll say this real quick. So I I, I see him get out of his car. I run up to him and I'm like, hey, look, you know, I know I'm maxed out on my days, but my my, my buddy, um, really good player, uh, he's in town. He invited me to come play the die club, you know, um, PGA aspiring player. Manny, yeah, Manny's a great golfer, by the way. Um, and then so he says to me, he's like, what, you're, you're GI Bill, right? You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, this is what he says. He says, well, he's like, I'm taking Danny's mic. Do it. Sorry, Chris. Keep carrying yeah, on. Keep going. So, so he, bas- he basically tells me, that, you know, um, he can't do anything. You know, it's in violation of like, you know, all this federal law, blah blah blah, this and that. And I was like, holy shit! And my asshole started getting tight. He's like, but I do make mistakes from time to time. Who's this? Your employer still talking about? No, no, no. my teacher in school. Oh, oh, good. sorry. Yeah, that was his hint. I was, uh, I was out, out of it for a minute. What's that? That was his hint to you. Yeah, he was so like, just I go do, play. Yeah, he's like, just go play. He's like, I make mistakes from time to time about so attendance. So when I invited Chris to play, yeah. he goes, that is a 
200 and some odd dollar round. And so I texted my texted my sponsor. And he just I, took I, care I, of I it. I said, hey, how much is that round? Because I don't know. Like, like when I go there, there's no round. Like, I don't pay for green fees. I just show so up. Like, Manny's here, just go. And he says, <laughs> I, I, I go, like, how much does it cost? Because he wants to know. How, he goes, he looks at me like I'm an idiot. He goes, and he, you know, he's got the Boston accent. He goes, no, Manny. Hey. He's, he's like, I fucking got it. Yeah, fucking Manny. Yeah. Hey. I fucking got it. I'm, I, fucking I, quick. I texted yeah, pocket Chris, guy. And I was like, no, dude, just show up. And my, he played with us. What? Yeah, I played. Um, with my sponsor. And well, he the was wind the was blowing guy. like 30 miles an hour that day. Um, no, who is your sponsor? Not the, he said his name's Mike. He was my, what is, no, Brian. Brian. Yeah, Brian, yeah. Brian Van. Really great what guy. Company? He, what company? What so, company? So he owns like three. I randomly um, caddied for him at Chambers Bay yeah. on his 50th birthday. Timing. Damn. So that, that's right. I think you and told me that story. And we've been really good friends. Like, we're good friends now. He tried to... He just caddied for me. the guy once and then boom. He offered me a sponsorship. I said no. He goes, what? I said, and then, fuck you. You told yeah. me that. You're like, I've had sponsors before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> I've had sponsors before. And then I played around at the Budweiser and he was like... He goes, after, like, I shot uh, five under on one of the nine holes. I shot five under at, uh, at the Budweiser. And then he goes, yep, I'm going to sponsor you. And so I had a good round. That's awesome. Now I can hear I have no headphones, but uh, Danny's back in the fucking rotation. Did you get any fireball shots? No. No. Should we get some? There we go. That, that, okay, so now. Should we get some? Yes. No, because now well, you I, guys can get some. Are we going to go what? back and uh, play have my guitar? You dude, do hey, play. My drum set's at my house, dude. Uh, you got, have I a drum a, set? Yes, I do. I need help tuning my snare, though. Um, I have we have, with we have the guy for his name is Steve Amend. Yeah. I can't get the right sound. I want I want that uh, collective soul type percussion you, sound. You know what's I funny? You know what's funny? You know I what's funny? Manny can't play collective so I, I can play. I can play December. Like I can play December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, no, no, be I can play, like it's all it's all G. Then it's like F, and then it's C. We just need some bongos. And then it's uh, B minor, B flat, B sharp flat. Boom. You know the best thing. It. You know the best thing about having friends like we do, like uh, Cry, Angry White Guy. Oh well, I mean he can is tune Chris's drums. No, yeah. You know what's funny? He came over so. I was talking to my neighbor across the street before he moved, and uh, he was totally a huge drummer. I heard him drum all the time. Oh, your, your neighbor. I forget his name. Oh, Tony. Tony. And uh, he actually lived next door to me for like eight years. I never realized who he was because I was living with, you know, over at, you know, the place on 43rd Street. Or not 43rd, but, you know, 45th. And uh, whatever, wherever we live, our, our old five place? South. yeah, forty the place with the pool table. <laughs> anyway, our old place. I was sitting there and I would hear this guy. I'd sit on my parents' porch and smoke cigarettes and drink beers and hear him just pounding the drums. And went over to his house, started talking to him, and he he was just a drum nerd. And I I know nothing about music. Every time every time Manny pulls out his guitar and he's just like, hey, or if he wants to sing Glycerine for karaoke, it's just I mean it's awesome. But the thing is, it's like, I'm not a musical person. I tried to be. 
And I have friends that are. And so I he go, just talks on the well, podcast. That's his new well, skill. No. <laughs> I went over there and we were talking about people we know. And he goes, you know, Steve, you know, Steve Amend? I go, angry white guy? You know, I know him by different. I know exactly just, who you're talking about and, now. And he goes, and he goes, he goes, Pro dude, golf it'd be Steve. so cool. Yeah. Pro golf Steve. And so Pro golf Steve. Yeah. I, I was able, he goes, like dude, if you could ever get him over to my house. And I got him over to his house like two months later. Me and Steve were closing, and Steve's like, hey, I'll drop you home, and we we're going to have... I go, hey, my buddy's up. Let's have a couple of beers over at his house. He goes over there, and he meets the guy. They start talking about how they knew each other and or how he knew Steve. It's a and, small uh, world, the musicians. And, but the funny thing is is that Steve was... He, he, uh, he, uh, hasn't, he didn't play drums for like 12 to 17 months, and this guy has his whole kid out in his dining room, and... Uh, he goes, hey, you mind if I uh, drum on it for a minute? And so he started drumming on it, and he goes, hey, uh, you're not going to mind if I, like, tune it, are you? And he goes, no, dude, tune not. it, tune it. So you got this guy that played professional drums for 30-plus years yeah. tuning your drums who... But Tony's good, too. He's like a... He's good, but there's certain... Couldn't tune his drums. There, no, there's certain things that people that play professionally hear. That the rest of us How don't How professional hear. could you be if you don't tune your own fucking drums? Well, no. It's I'm not just saying a, I'm a professional. No, um, but it's just... You know, John, you hold, a, you hold this basic-ass beat, right? I mean, I can, I can, I can do... I, I, I got, like, six good beats that I can go off of. That's, that's about Dude, it. Dude, we need to get your guitar over to his house. Well, my landlord's not going to like that because uh, I'm in a duplex, but, you know... I'm in a duplex. <laughs> I can pack up the drums anytime. you know... Um, well, that's when you have to be in key. Then they'll well, you, you know my landlord, Chris Dent. You know you guys know Chris oh, Dent. Shit, yeah, really? yeah. I live I live in like part of his duplex. Um, moving out oh. at the end of August. If he has a problem, he can talk to me. Let's uh, go over to your house. Yo, you'll solve it. Oh, I wish I, I, wish, well. I wish it was that easy. Um, you know, it's his way or the highway, basically. How would you How would you solve it? I see they got the lights for the driving range. They need to just throw lights up for the Williams 9. I thought I was just Dude, we could stoned. do that. That'd be amazing. Do the fucking the skins game at like fucking 10 o'clock at night. They actually have run glow it back. The, run it back. Yeah, run it back. Yeah. baby. They do have glow in the dark golf out here. We've never done it for the skins game. Fuck that. We don't want to do glow in the You want to. So has the city been doing pretty good with Meadow Park? I mean, I see it's it's way more popular than what it, it was. Pretty popular five years ago. Now it, 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 you can't even get in the parking lot. It, no, it's popular because golf is back. It, uh, people can actually golf now. That's why it's popular. Every like, so I was trying to play at the home course, and mm -hmm. Shane Pranty is the pro there. Mm -hmm. He texted me and I said, "Because Shane's like, hey, if you want to play, just let me know. Yeah, Shane's I, a good guy. I'll let you play for free." You and your buddies. I texted him two days ago, and he says, in the next two days, we have 900 people paying 60 to 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 $100. We don't got a spot for you. Yeah, and I was like, fair I enough. I yeah, understand. Like, you got to make your money. Because people now are like, let's just spend our money. And play golf, like, and I get it. The world's burning. Well, Might as well hey, spend it while you got everybody's it. Everybody's getting that extra six hundred dollars a week. Why not? I ain't. <laughs> and I've been also, working. how many weeks were they bottled well, up? It, it's it's right? just funny to me, like how 
if you work at, say, Fred Meyer cashier, you're feels. deemed a, a essential employee. Well, Fred Meyer. <laughs> well, but if you're I mean a teacher, my job. if you're you're Fred Meyer, you probably ring up, uh, probably uh, hundreds of customers on your shift a day. You're talking teachers, though. I heard teach. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, I'm getting into teachers because teachers deal with 20 of the same kids every day. But if you're Fred Meyer cashier who's essential, they're dealing with hundreds of different people a day. So they're making... Why are the teachers so afraid to go back to school? Exactly. No, fuck yeah. that. Manny's right. Golf is back. Dude, seriously. I'm like, glad This is like fucking Trump country. Like, Trump golfs, man. He's got nothing but fucking, uh, you know... Nothing but love for you, baby. No, they're golf resorts, man. Got that's his game. nothing but love for you, baby. Well, he's not even baby, making baby, money baby. off his golf resorts no, right no, now. No, 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 that's, it's, that's called it's white privilege golf, dude. Did he, he, <laughs> that's he what walked, it is. When he, when he ran for president... Yeah, Manny man, uses Greek privilege. <laughs> I, I think it was like two months after he announced <laughs> he was that. running for president. He used to have two PGA so, Tour he, tournaments. Manny's a fucking golf. Yeah, he had WGC. He had WGC and he had a PGA Tour And they tournament. canceled. You played the PGA Tour canceled. Plus, they canceled Plus, yeah, no. because... Shot four under, one over. Shot six Because he's not PC. I mean, PC, no you, you got to be PC. All right, days. all right. We, we obviously got to figure out what direction this uh, yeah. podcast is going because you guys got... We little, got two uh, conversations hey, going what, on what, at the same you, time. What did you shoot over there? And we're over here like... I know, but we got two, two conversations going on. Sorry. Our bad. It well, sounds weird, like when you hear people talking over each other. Fair on enough, the, fair enough. Like we can understand, you know, we can hear. But if you're like actually listening, you're fired. I, I've listened to sports it's, radio at like two o'clock in the morning, and if you ever listen to those guys, it's just bad. rolling it's over drunk. each other like constantly. Like, it's it like happens. let me turn it off. Oh, we talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we talk about that all the, the time about part. talking over you, bud. The best one is uh, when you listen to Joe Rogan, Joe. and Joe Rogan says. Like, you know, we have to, like, talk. You know, I ask a question, you answer it. And he hates right now because every, you know, some of his guests are, you know, at their home. They are secluded. They are doing the COVID thing. And uh, he's getting them into Peter his Schiff, shop. P- Peter Schiff. Right. Fair enough. But Peter Schiff, who he had um, recently, Peter Schiff is a very, very smart, like, uh, I don't know. He's smart. Yeah, but like within like uh, the financial industry, right? Above our IQ. Oh my gosh, he yeah. he reads. He makes like, money. Yeah, and he tries to. Joe Rogan was trying to talk to him, and because of the disconnect of being on video, you talk over each other, and he kept asking uh, Peter. He goes, Peter, 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 can I? interrupt you can I, can I, can I, can I slow you down it's annoying i but, get it but that's how joe rogan is too joe rogan likes to uh, stop you mid sentence no no, no and disagree, you, disagree. Well, it, Not no, true. i'm, I'm disagree. saying if i'm saying if you want to continue no. he'll let you continue but also he's like hey i understand why you're coming from that point but this is kind of what i was okay. trying to okay that's cuz i love that's, joe rogan that, that is joe true. rogan's amazing that is true but not in that context. No, no. So the only reason why he was even like having that much of an issue, he goes, "This is why I prefer people, you know, like face to face, because sure. you know you don't have talking. to wait for the delay yeah. of whatever you're like talking to, right? Like, it's hard to do. Yes, that's Very the hard. only point. Because when he has, uh, you know, when he had Elon Musk in again, right, or people he doesn't agree with." 
He Elon. likes Elon. No, Got him smoking I pot. I said or. I think we should maybe do a pot break, too. I don't know. Well, the thing is about Joe is, like, he, I don't know, he, he seems like a little bit of a hypocrite. Like, it depends on who he, who he has on. Explain. It, when you say that, when you, you're going to say hypocrite, but you have to explain well, now. Well, I, okay, so I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this one thing first. So, so cancel culture okay. is, is after Joe right now because, what was it? Uh, what, what? That's why he's moving Not, to Texas. That's yeah. probably got a lot to do with it. Yeah, because cancel culture's after Joe. So, you know, Joe, like, you know, he, he's, he's... It's after us all. He, you know, um, yes, I, 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 I would... I'm not going to say Joe's, like, pro-left, but, um, you know... He's oh, liberal. He, yeah, he, he's, he's very liberal. He's not he's left, voting he's for liberal. Trump. So He's voting for Trump. He's not, already said he can't vote for Biden. Yeah, of course. He, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but, there, you know, it just... Uh, Joe kind of seems conflicted in a few things that he says. Um... Um, like you know, he said, "Hey, like he, he seems anti-capitalist at times, and then he seems pro-capitalist at times." Just signed a big contract with Spotify. So yeah, because he was like, you know, I'm voting for Bernie. He's like, Bernie's so how, my guy. How does and he seem anti-capitalist? That's a good question. Because he said he's vote for Bernie. So no, he's not, no, no. not, so not the reason thing. He did say that. Not the reason he said yes. Oh, I, I like would Joe. For- I, I like Joe. No, no. Fair enough. Like yeah, I'm just asking a fair question. Crazy. But when you're, it, if I sit here and talk for 40 hours a week on a podcast, you could pick apart every single thing that I said. Of course. You know? It's of like, course. oh, okay, totally. this guy's like I mean, a dumbass and some of yes, the things he said. Yes, fair enough. Fair um, enough. So I'm not like trying to like go after Joe on like a few things because I, I I love Joe Rogan experience, man. The Alex Jones that first one yes. was was phenomenal. Those ones are great. You know, any of them with Alex Jones, so, he's got so, Eddie, so, Eddie Bravo in the so, back. So, Eddie Bravo. So, yeah. so, so put it put it this way, real quick, before we go no any far, any further, <laughs> is that I can understand why somebody could say a guy like Joe Hip, Joe Rogan could sound like a hypocrite once in a while. Because he backpedals on some things he says, but he doesn't. He doesn't have a problem changing his mind. Yes, exactly. If somebody, yeah, if, some, if somebody comes up and says a certain point, and he's like, "Okay, now I understand that." Well, he now agreed. I understand where you're one hundred percent agreed. Yeah, he brings anybody on his show, like but he's Ben pretty Shapiro. Open. Pretty open. He's brought on, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we might mm-hmm. disagree, but at least, at least I have a better he understanding." He literally of has what you think. everybody and, on his and podcast. Thing too, Jordan Peterson, and the thing know, too like is that the everybody. people, and the thing too is that the people that he brings in, a lot of people on the left want to cancel him just because he's given them a platform. They and he's like, even go on and that's show. the best thing I love about Joe Rogan is that Joe Rogan may not agree with you but he's willing to talk to you and he's also willing to change his mind if you change it so he he is basically where i think most americans are if you think about it there's a lot of people that are locked headed into what they think what they're gonna uh, uh, they're only gonna listen to certain news network they're only gonna listen to certain friends and if you if you have a different view from them and you were a friend we're not friends anymore that's the nice thing about Joe Rogan is that though. Joe Joe, and maybe maybe it's because Joe Rogan is a physical guy and he can protect himself. But he's he's like, this is my opinion, and he is basically like like Stephen Crowder. I listen to Stephen Crowder a lot, and Stephen Crowder does great. Change my like, mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. With and 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 the nice thing is is that he's talked to a lot of people, and just talking to people, I think people don't talk that much anymore well just to give credit you to gotta be able to communicate i, I want to give credit to joe rogan real quick because 
uh, probably about nine years ago, my dad um, got us tickets to go see him. His is his first show in Asheville, North Carolina. So you know, to go see uh, Joe? To go see Joe. No shit. And, comedy? You know, comedy? Comedy. Yeah, we went and oh, saw his stand-up. Right Hilarious. So one of the biggest things that I've took away from, from his show was, you know, my I've, if you like stand-up, you go see stand-up, you know. Um, oh, yeah. and, and, what did you, you take away from his show? Well, I'll, I'll say this. So at the end of his show, Joe Rogan's like, I'm going to be standing right outside um, the theater, and if you want if you want a picture with me, I'll take a picture with you, and we can talk, you know. he. What happened? He took a picture with everybody. 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 Like, the, the line, like, we were, like, a quarter away. We didn't have to wait super long, but we were about a quarter away through the line. He took... Like I said, he took a picture with everybody, and yep. my dad pointed out he's like Seinfeld did. You know, Seinfeld came and did stand up, and he's like Seinfeld didn't do this. I don't want. I can't do shots. You know. No, um, I've been, I've seen him three times. So and waited in that long ass line twice. It's that. Well, to get back to golf, it's that Arnold Palmer mentality. Like you know, the fans is the reason why I'm here, and we're. If I got to stand in line. It, Sign autographs for three hours. Talk to every I one will. of them. You just that's write the day off. It's a performance did. for the day. You know that, that's that's why you're really there. I mean, well, I want to say because well, your goals and dreams and to be the best player, but you got to think, you know, what gets you there, and the, the fan, the fans, is what gets you there. Like you got to take care of the people that are supporting you. They do pay the tickets. You know what always got me kind of weird on they the fan the things? TV. You know what always got me kind of weird on the fan things is that um, I'm not a fan person. Like, I've met a lot of celebrities. And uh, especially, you know, if you're a golf golf nerd, like I was since I was five, <laughs> when we had the U.S. Open at, at, at uh, uh, Chambers, yeah, and we had all these people come through and stuff. I remember I was catting with a buddy of mine, Pickles, one time, and... There was this guy that brought a uh, whole group of people, and he goes, God, that guy looks familiar. Who is that? And I was like, oh, that's that guy from Jake Flout and the, Trou- uh, the, the Flounders. And he goes, what? I go, that's, <laughs> you know that guy. The Flounders. Um, back in the day, back in the day, uh, a group of golfers got together. Peter Jacobson, um, uh, Payne Stewart. Got together and Rest made their own little rest yeah. dude, Payne Stewart. He, I met him at the '99. Well, we had we, we had like a group thing, like once every three months when I was assistant pro, and they were called the Flounders. It, so I'm well, assuming that's probably from that. You know, was it? No, well, I don't know. Well, unless it was Peter Jacobson, but Peter Jacobson comes comes in, and and Pickles was one of the senior caddies. Like he was he was mainstream caddy. Like I was working there not as much as as. Pickles is just a great caddy, and he goes, God, I know, who is that guy? I know that guy. What is that? You know, we were going into the turn right after nine, going into our lockers to grab a water or whatever. He goes, Who is that guy? And I go, Oh, that's Jake uh, Jake Trout and the Flounders. And he goes, Who the fuck is that? I go, It's Peter Jacobson. As soon as I said said Peter Jacobson, he remembered Peter Jacobson, and he wanted a picture with him. And there was a whole bunch of caddies getting pictures out there as we were coming through, and. And I'm taking pictures, and Peter Jacobson looks at me and he goes, "Hey, uh, you, you want a picture too?" And I'm like, "No, I'm I'm good." As I go, "Just a pleasure meeting you." And he, I go, "If I could," he goes, "You don't want a picture?" And he goes, "If I could get anything for you, it'd be one of those golden tea games." Because remember, back in the day, he 
he invested in the golden tea and he goes hey i got three golden tea games in my uh, warehouse down in florida so he said if you if you drive down i'll give you one and i was like i wish i could i just i can't but i bet you if i drove down he would have called his guy and said hey load that up in the back of his truck jake is four thousand dollar machine he was in tin cup too he was all those guys a lot of those guys were yeah the walrus peter jacobson and tin cup the walrus oh lefty phil mickelson was in uh he was that was a big thing phil mickelson was was in tin cup yeah yeah oh really he played don johnson in that first charity match where they got down the fucking road (laughs) down the (laughs) fucking road (laughs) it's still bouncing it's still going still going seven iron seven iron longest seven iron ever you ever hit one that far there, Manny? I know you hit some long seven irons, but All right, we got you two, ever hit we got one two down PGA the road? fucking tour pros here. Well, I'm not hit? a tour. But no, yeah. but what you hit your seven iron? How far you hit your seven iron? Uh, two. It depends. Two hundred yards. I hit my seven iron less than I did about five years ago. Well, what is less? What is what is it? What's max and what's low? Uh, right. One hundred fifty yards is me. <laughs> right. Well, right now I'm grooming, um, but I'm at the one sixty with my seven. One sixty. Um, I remember with Manny. But that's a, that's a 80% seven to where, you know. Manny. I get, I get, hit, my, I get hit mine 200. Yeah, yeah, Manny. Oh. It. No, you know what's funny? He was getting lessons from Tony in the back yes. one day. Oh, Tony? He, no, he's gotten too. lessons. From, but when Tony was teaching at the shop, they were getting lessons in the back. And I remember just because Tony would hit in the cage and he would, before his lessons to get there, and he would just have these perfect tracers. Yep. Perfect tracers, and then his student would come in. He would hit it, and I remember walking by as I was helping a couple of other customers out. Manny's hitting. Manny just, you know, just doesn't look like he's killing it neither. He's just hitting seven iron. And uh, I heard Tony goes, "Hey, parts, that was a great shot, but I don't need you to hit your seven iron over two hundred yards." Yeah. Whoops. He goes, "Can you uh, <laughs> can you back it down a little bit?" He goes, oh, "Okay, maybe, maybe." Well, you, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I mean, how tall are you, Chris? I, I'm close. I'm like 5'10 and a third. Manny, what are you? Yeah. Uh, six foot. Really? You seem taller. He plays guitar. You guys, you guys are pretty close in height. Well, it's, you know, um, I, I caddied for uh, Darren Black today, and we we're, were talking about this. I, I brought up Jordan Spieth's height, you know, versus Ricky Fowler's, and um, it's about the down cock and the wrist. I mean, it, you're really... It, it, like if you look at Mickelson's at the top of his swing, his left arm's not going high, but his wrist is really down cocking to where it's almost touching his, his neck. But he, in that sense, it's so, weird. Like strength has something to do with it, but it doesn't have any. It well, doesn't have everything to do with it. You got two different very types little. of swings. It, very um, little. Actually, if, hold on. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, go ahead. No, no. For example, you get kids in high school who beat it 330. It's either flexibility. Or it's strength. So, like, so physics says, right, like, like mass times acceleration equals... Trouble. Right, right. So it's either max, it's, it's, it's mass or it's acceleration. But, you, but you're also getting into the, the lever system. So if, you're, if your wrist hinge... My lever goes straight left. <laughs> he means his left hand. Oh. Uh, girl, that's why okay. girls like you so much, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you let me know which ones they are. <laughs> the lefty. Yeah. Uh, They're always the heavy. But ones. you know, uh, uh, that love the piece of shit car. 
but just I'm just saying Mickelson swing. You look hey, at it. Gabby, give me a push. That the down cock of his wrist, you you really see it. Like he's that you know, when Mickelson Mickelson talks about hitting bombs. That what is he like fifty now? Forty six. Yeah, I, I mean he Something probably like, he's over three like the three ten like, probably consistently. Hold, hold but if you if you look at his wrist oh. the wrist hinge, oh. I mean he. And Bobby Jones talked about it. It's like, you know, when I get to the top of my swing, I want, I want to feel the wrist really let loose. If, if, if we're going to talk about Phil Mickelson, this is the one thing I really want to bring up about Phil, is that throughout his career, he's always saw all these young kids get in, and he goes, gosh, they're very aggressive. They're hitting their very aggressive swings. Something is going to fall apart. Their back, their shoulders, their legs. Tiger broke his leg, and he played on it, and he won. But that's Tiger. But the thing is, is that Phil, if you look at his driving stats when he first got in from college, he was hitting at 270 yeah. or 289, 290 something. And if, you, and, and if you look at his driving stats now, it's the same thing. And the thing is that Phil has always tried to do through his career is tried to play within his capabilities without damaging any part of his body and that's the one thing i worry about athletes in general whether it's football baseball golf in golf it's one of the sports that you can get away with like uh, Corey pavin guys that can't hit it far um uh and i i still think uh jordan spieth is in that he's not hitting it as far as Justin Don, Dustin Johnson, or things like that. There's certain guys that have athletic abilities that are amazing, like Michael Jordan. Well, they were just talking. But there's no Michael Jordan right now in golf the since Michael, Tiger Woods. Well, the Michael Jordan of MMA is probably George St. Pierre. Uh, what's his name? Usman just challenged him. He said, and George is like, no. He goes, I don't want to be that guy that didn't retire on time. Talking about people coming out of retirement, you hear, hey, you guys hear about Tyson? You guys who's, hear who's Tyson? Tyson has a Roy Jones against Roy Jones a exhibition match against Roy Jones Jr. Wow, when is that supposed to go down? I think in November, December. I'm not sure, but it's like fairly soon. And I wouldn't be surprised if this gives if Mike shows up, and even though it's an exhibition, I mean I don't think it's going to be like. Uh, 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 Frickin' uh, Rocky Four, yeah. where the Russian comes in. If he dies, he dies. You like to use that no. reference a lot. <laughs> it's, I th I think I think Tyson, if he doesn't bite the guy's ear, I think he might come back for like like I still got it. He might be one of the few athletes so. that. I'm just saying we haven't had an athlete like this in a My, while. Michael Jordan but, came back to basketball as a wizard. He was not a he Chicago Bull. No, he had phenomenal stats. He didn't have three other players like Rodman. And a he didn't, and he didn't a have a Pippen. Like, he was no, coaching, no, no, too. No, no. He was a but, coach but, player. No, but the thing is is that there's only so much you control, and especially when you're a great athlete, you, you have so much pressure on your shoulders. Even though he owned most of, a lot of that team or some of that team, you know, and he's playing on it, I mean – he was just coming back to show the young kids, basically, hey, yeah, if you want to go one-on-one -on -one with me, I'll whoop your Come ass on, all day long. I got you. No, I'm, like, I'm the like king. When he came back, when there was the NBA, uh, the Bulls, yeah. and there was that, that 
young uh, rookie or, or Kobe guy. Kobe Bryant? No, no, Alan no. Alan Iverson? No, there was this guy on the uh, Bulls team that was talking smack. If I went one-on-one with Michael Jordan, I would smoke him. Jalen uh, I forget the name of the kid. Derek Rose. Derek for- Rose. No, it wasn't Derek Rose. It was one of the kids. And then Jordan heard about this, decided to get in his car, drive down there in his normal shit, in his normal. And he goes. He was a high school kid. I saw this. He comes into the gym and he grabs a ball and he throws it at the guy. And he goes, let's go. Let's go, motherfucker. Let's go. And he goes. And the whole time Jordan was fucking just schooling this fucking kid he pointed up to the fucking rafters and showed him he goes you see that championship you see that champion see that mvp you think this has nothing to do with anything you want to go here yeah check it again bitch because i'm fucking i'm gonna post in on you he went fucking larry bird on him and said i'm gonna post up on you and i'm gonna fucking make it from here i'm gonna make it from here larry bird was very notorious for talking smack to other players and he, they would be like, oh, you're not going to get past me. He goes, you know what? I'm going to shoot a shot from here. I'm going to shoot a shot from here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you on the line here. And that's what Jordan did to the kid. Nobody ever talks about that. He was amazing. No, Jordan we, we need to, still. We need to somehow integrate video in this thing because it's an amazing video to watch. You just Google it. It's, um, it's the best Jordan thing versus, on YouTube. Jordan versus like... Jordan getting called out. Jordan getting called out. Something like that. Jordan getting called out and fucking kicking ass. Yeah. But that's that's. I mean, if you think about it, that's like you said, Saint Pierre. Saint Pierre. There's certain athletes in every sport that are just phenomenal. He said he won't come out of retirement. Why would he have to? Why would he have to? He doesn't need to. His legacy's set. If he came back, what has he got to prove if he wins? He just adds, what, like a fraction to his legacy? If he loses, it really kind of tarnishes a couple, you know, a little bit. And he's fighting in a different weight class. I think he's 185. And he beat Bisping. I always hate it when people come I always hate it when people come back at the very end unless they're like incredibly special. Because I almost think somebody else talked him into like doing that extra thing. It's like Getting into a fight when you know you're past your prime, you know, or your buddies are like, oh, you're going to take that shit? No, yeah. hey, I don't have to prove anything more. I, no, the, no. I, I have proven. He's one of those guys. I have proven. He's one of those guys. And then, um, you know, like, you don't want to hurt yourself either. Like, I got fucked up knees. I got fucked up knees and uh, compete in anything, really, except for maybe golf. Like my you had some good shots today, Pirates. And I made a nice putt today. Without looking at the ball. Never look at the ball. You looked at the, look at the hole. look at the hole. It's just like looking at that pussy. That's where I'm going. Had, That's where I'm going. Well, I had three shots. When was the last time you got pussy? I had three shots at a skin. Well, <laughs> don't kiss and tell, bro. <laughs> I hope you didn't have three shots and missed them all. At least not on the podcast. No, I, th- ah. I had three. I had three. Ted out. I had three. Uh, Three shots at it. Did you have any birdie? How many birdie putts you have? I had a couple of friends that said, go ahead and pick it up. I mean, does that count? Uh, it's good. Not for par. I mean, so did you, did you putt a couple of birdie I putts? Make, I didn't have birdie. How many birdie putts? Yeah, I had three. And I made oh, how many birdie putts did many, I have? Yeah. Two, three. Uh, four was off the, off the green, so I won't count that. So I got two. I chip, uh, chip. Uh, went in the woods, uh, chip, 
I had two birdie putts. Two birdie putts. I had a lot of good chips. Did you feel like? Did, did you feel like you uh, you came close? Uh, Not uh, quite. Well, I hate Gonzo's clubs. I came in a little late. I left my uh, sticks back at the house oh. this morning. I didn't even think did, I was going to make it. Did you get any birdies out there? <laughs> oh, actually, how many birdie putts you have? Well, actually, at Chambers today. Um, as a caddy, talk, I, I will, I will ass- that sounds racist. Even though I was, I'll, I'll say this: I was playing with one of the best golfers in the section um, today. Manuel. We shot 68 at Chambers Bay from the tips. And I, I should nope. you not. We had five birdies, one eagle, 68. Hard no. Wow. You know what's funny? I I, I caddied my best. That was I'm a, just a probably the best loop. That's the best loop I've ever had there. I caddied for a guy. And you might know him. He's got Chris. the initials, RK. He shot seven over for the day. Or seven under. What's, what's that? Seven, 65? 65. Almost the course. Re- almost he shot the 65. Chambers? And, oh, yeah. He shot three under on the front, four under on the back. And I don't ever say we shot. I go, he shot. Because... Well, Sometimes. I didn't mean it like that. No, I know. No, I know you didn't. I know. No, but I mean, for me, it's very important. For me to realize that, like, well, what what made it fun to me? Sometimes a caddy's best thing is just get out of the way and give the that's, exact. Uh, and that's honest, obviously that's what you did is you gave him the exact information. I did he needed. that all day, but then it got to a point Matt, where Matt he was asking about me. 65. He so we, we he, he didn't got, have me on the bag. You would have shot 64. It, no, it, it was fun because you know I was like, hey, you know, after he did his first drive, I'm just like, you know. Hey. Whatever you want, I'm gonna keep your clubs. I know Pick after the first drive, day. but we're get, we're getting close to the end of the drive. I know so, the podcast is getting ready to close down. So who, oh, yeah. let's take a vote. Who's vote? Who's, who, vote, who's, vote. Vo- who's voting for Trump? Uh, I say I. I. Definitely, that's my guy, dude. Not Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Not know, Sleepy. Honestly, if I could actually hang out with him, that that, that dude, he, he's the best president since George Washington, in my opinion, and. Why? You know, better than Lincoln? Explain. Way better than Lincoln wrestled. Why? Why way better? I, I, I'll say this and I'll, I'll, about George Washington. George Washington kept the Continental Congress together. We've got to hurry this up. The podcast yeah. is ending. Yeah. Uh, Oh, no. Well, yeah, the, the, the Continental Congress, George Washington had to keep together. I mean, they're up against the biggest military force in the whole world at the time. Um, you know, George Washington pretty much set the standard for what the Constitution is today. You know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And what you're saying is Trump's backing that and, up. And Trump's Trump's backing, backing that up that and saying this for is exactly everybody. For yeah, you're right. Everybody. You're right. Everybody. I agree. Trump doesn't. He doesn't say, "Oh, we're." It, they take so many things out of context, and you know, I I I like to compare Trump to George Washington based on the First Amendment. You know, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of fake news out there today. Like, you know, how, I, 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 what's, what's funny to me is I, I read an article somebody shared on Facebook the other day where Tom Brady said he'd quit if somebody kneeled on his team. I'm like, no way he said that because that would be like all over CNN, this and that. So I start researching it, and this shit was made up. Like, I tell you what. But if I, if, I, tell you, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, I watch a lot of The Apprentice. That's a good and show. that son, that son of a bitch knew how to run shit. He'd come in and be like, "I want an ice cream factory. I want this. I want that. I figure it out." And he was talking to 
Ted Nugent or fucking all those celebrities. Yeah. And the best thing I loved about it, he's like, I hate to say it, fired. Yes. People don't get fired anymore, and there's a lot of people in politics that should have been fired a long time ago. Thank God somebody's coming around and saying, I can't believe you make 170 thousand a year but all of a sudden you're worth like 20 million well, what's funny to me is that the democrats have been fired. running on fired. the same fired. premise fired. fired 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 the democrats have been running on the same premise for the last 30 years this, this trust time. us trust us we'll give this it to you trust us we'll do it we'll do it okay when we'll obama and biden came in office <laughs> this time we're going to take care of it they said they were going to fix it okay. hold on we were going to f- we we're going to fix it this year but how about give us Talk to us in four more years when we need your vote, and then we'll tell you we'll fix it again. It, it always is funny how all these racial things come up during the election year. Now this year's different. Always, always, yeah. always controversial. This when year's it comes different down because to of COVID, it. and then miraculously COVID comes up right after the impeachment. When it comes down to it, all of us are doing the same thing. We're doing it for ourselves. We're not waiting for the government to give us shit. Do it yourself. Get it handled. No, I okay. I'm I'm voting for the guy because fucking one, he's for small business. Two, my taxes are lower than they were when with Obama. That's for fucking sure. Three, fucking you know, like if you give a shit about the United States and it, you know, being a power here, we got to be able to take care of ourselves. So like bringing manufacturing back. Well, manufacturing is huge because you got to think after World War II, what what manufacturing was there? It was the United States manufacturing the world. All of Europe was decimated. Ninety percent of Russia was decimated. We're we're the world manufacturing superpower, and a lot of money was made off of that. So then, when you think, you know, you're getting you know 30 years past that, you have all this old money. Um, you know. You have you have all this. The way that they're going to make more money is off of cheap labor. So what's cheap labor? Okay, child sweatshops in China. I mean, it's okay for like LeBron James to like say, "Oh, China and blah blah this and that." But he's making millions off his Nikes that are made by either a uh, kids in a sweatshop or political prisoners that they put. And so if, if you. So is it okay to order shit from Alibaba? It's really not because if you buy if you buy Nike, you know chances are yeah, actually it's the truth. Like a kid made that T-shirt because their labor was about a tenth less yes. of somebody else making it. Yeah, because like they can produce I mean, fucking shit. People can put their fucking labels on and sell it here in the United States for like a fraction of what it could be made for here. So. Bullshit. You, you can make it anywhere, but whenever you're abusing your labor force off of kids, you know, it's like if you go to school in the United States, you're going to learn something. If you go to school in China, you're, you're making Nikes. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. And I hear the music in the background, which means it's the end of the podcast, yeah, Chris. Appreciate you having on. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. And Manuel, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye. Danny's not here either. We'll catch us on iTunes. Yeah, I got to add you. I got to iHeartRadio. Oh, we're on the road. Always in the green. Always on the road. Peace out from Meadow Park. Bye, everybody.